Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Precious Father, we thank you again for the privilege and the joy even to be in your presence, to share your word, to talk about your word. Father, please grant us wisdom and understanding and give us revelation. Give me utterance, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. This is Brother Josh here again. And we have been speaking on the same subject for a while now. We have been speaking about Christian growth. And in that, we have been speaking about the different kind of soils. And we saw how Jesus spoke about four kinds of soil. The wayside, the rocky ground, the thorny ground, and the good ground. Then he now spoke about, concerning the good ground, there being three kinds of the good ground. And we have been going through that. He said there were the 30-fold, the 60-fold, and the 100-fold. And we have been seeing from our discussions that the 30-fold is your righteous. We, 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 we looked at scriptures and came up with the conclusion that the 30-fold referred to the righteous. And now we've been speaking for some time about the 60-fold, which refers to the faithful. Now, we identified in Scripture that faithfulness is in the doing. That's, that's very important. It's, it's very important. We see that, for example, in Matthew 24, where we read that, Matthew 24, 44 to 46, where he says, Therefore be ye also ready, Jesus is speaking, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Who is that faithful servant? The faithful servant is one whom his Lord finds so doing. Uh, we, we had spoken about uh, the righteous believing. And again, the 60-fold includes the attributes of the 30-fold. And the hundredfold includes the attributes of the sixty and the thirtyfold. You understand what I'm saying? But we are called to abound. The Bible says the path of the just, the path of the righteous, is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. We are supposed to be increasing. 
We're supposed to be abounding in our walk with Christ. But like we have stated already, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1 to 8, specifies for us um, a certain roadmap or description, if you will, especially verse 1. Verse 1 says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. Now, don't forget now, he's talking to believers is talking to Christians is talking to those that have received the Spirit of God he's saying you Christian you brother wonderful you sister marvelous you brother Joshua you sister Shaniqua you yes you you ought to walk w-a-l-k and to please God why? So ye would abound more and more. First Thessalonians 4 1. Mm -hmm. We cannot abound if we're not pleasing God. And we've spoken about this. This is just a quick recap. And in our uh, pleasing God, uh, some have said, I mean, God is pleased with Jesus and Jesus is attributed to us and that's it. You know, he's our Passover. You know, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So when God sees Brother Josh uh, stealing that cookie from the store, he doesn't see Brother Josh stealing a cookie. He just sees Jesus. So he will pass over me. As I, his child, I'm still in the cookie. Beloved, let's get serious. Like we said before, I don't know how these things come up. But, beloved, we need to examine the scriptures for ourselves. Faithfulness is in the doing. It's in the doing. If we're not doing, we're looking for trouble. And last time we stopped the last episode uh, prior to this one, I believe we stopped at Hebrews 12 and 2, and we gave examples. The scripture says, you know what? Let's start from Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set for before us. Now, what is he saying? He's saying we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. What witnesses? Well, Hebrews 11 talks about 
a lot of witnesses. You know Hebrews 11, heroes of the faith. And it's a condensed list. It's not an exhaustive list. Uh, the Bible itself says that. Um, for example, you we see that in Hebrews 11:32, what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David and Samuel and of the prophets and so forth. And verse 36 says, and others had cruel trials of mocking. It doesn't even say who the others are. These are a cloud of witnesses. They had their failings. Yes, they did. But the scriptures is telling us, Hebrews 12 and 1, based off of just the witnesses with their failings, we are admonished to lay aside every weight and the sin which easily besets us. Because, like we said last time, every challenge that we face, every temptation that we face, God has provided grace, has provided a way out to escape that temptation so that we don't fall for it and sin. And we can see it in the life of somebody. Now, if that grace is available for Brother James to overcome lying, I know that grace exists so that Brother Joshua can also overcome lying. Mm -hmm. That grace is there. That grace is there, beloved, for us to be faithful. For us to abound, for us to please God. We talked about the things that please God and the things that don't please God in the you know in prior episodes. No, 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 beloved. If we are lying and stealing and fornicating and all this stuff, we can't tell God He doesn't see me. He only sees Jesus. Hallelujah. No, no, God doesn't wear Jesus-colored glasses, beloved. Come on. Moreover, like we read, 1 Thessalonians 4.1 says we should please God. Jesus already pleased God. God said it. A voice from heaven said it. This my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And on the Mount of Transfiguration. And in Philippians 2 says this. But God also wants to be pleased with us. So this Holy Ghost is telling us to please God. No, 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 beloved. God didn't save you because he was pleased with you. Don't be deceived. God saved you and me because he was pleased with the sacrifice of Jesus that we accepted. Mm-hmm. Having now be adopted into his family, the Holy Ghost is telling us to walk, W-A-L-K, to please God. If we are, W-O-R-K, if we are working iniquity and 
working evil, we are not W-A-L-K, walking to please God. Mm-hmm. So what are we saying? What are we saying? Let me come back to, I'm sorry, I, you know, I kind of jump around a little bit. Hebrews 12, 1, saying we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, we should lay aside every weight. We should lay aside the sin that so easily besets us. We should lay it aside. And as the icing on the cake, verse 2 now says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Mm-hmm. Verse 1 says, you see the witnesses. Verse 2 says, but look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see the witnesses. You see the life of David. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he did well here. You know, he failed over here. You see the life of Samson. Well, he failed over here. And he did well over on this side. You see these lives. You see their failings. But at the end, by the mercy of God, they were reconciled with God. So, what are we saying? What am I saying? You see these witnesses. Hebrews 1 says, Hebrews 12, 1 says, body says we should look unto Jesus. See David, see Abraham, see where they failed, see where they did well. Wherever they did well, it means the grace to do well is available for us to do well also. But look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Why? Jesus, passed in all respects, was without sin in all areas, was tempted in all respects. The scriptures never said to look up to Adam. Adam sinned. Jesus removed us from the power of that sin. It's a big deal, guys and ladies. Beloved, in walking with God, we are to manifest faithfulness by His strength. And the thing with God is that what He requires, He does first many times, as far as I can see. God has already accepted us because of his son Jesus 
But he now turns around and his Holy Ghost tells us we should present ourselves acceptable. Beloved, I hope you get that. Romans 12 and 1, he's talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But beloved, he already accepted us because of Jesus Christ, because of Jesus' sacrifice. If he didn't accept us, we would not be called Christians. As Christians, as brethren, he now wants us to present ourselves acceptable to him. And we see this pattern throughout scripture Matthew 22 verse 37 to 38 what did Jesus say Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment we must love God with everything but wait but wait 1 John 4, 19 says, We love him because he first loved us. So when he's demanding for us to love him, he already loved us. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So him demanding the greatest commandment is to love God him demanding us to love him he first loved us so that we can love him ah I hope you get it after he has made us holy he commands us to live holy <laughs> after he has made us righteous by his son he commands us to live righteously. After receiving us while we were yet in sin, he commands us to go live without sin. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. After he receives us while we were yet in sin, he commands us to go live without sin. Ah, John 8 and 4 and 10, 11 and 12. They say unto him, that's John chapter 8 verse 4. They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Verse 10, you know the story. When Jesus has lifted up, had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Has no man com condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go 
and sin no more. This spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We cannot follow the light of life. Mm -hmm. Jesus and have our hands stained with the works of darkness. Again, beloved, is a contradiction in terms. John 5, 5 and 14, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. You know the story, the man that was by the pool of Bethesda, that I believe that's correct, that Jesus healed. He had an infirmity 38 years. After Jesus healed him, Jesus said to him, he found him, he sought him out. He looked for him. <laughs> he found him in the temple. I mean, you have to find something you're looking for, I would presume. Beloved, that's why this podcast found you. Oh, well, let me leave that alone. Jesus finds him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you are blessed now. Thou art made whole. Behold, God has, God has given you this breakthrough. Behold, God has done this and that for you. Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Beloved, oh well, let me leave that alone. I'll just say it the way it is and leave it alone. Let me let me walk on. Romans fourteen seventeen to eighteen. Don't forget now. Why are we saying all this? Faithfulness is in the doing. It's not just saying I believe. And we get imputed with righteousness. And we are made righteous with God then we become the 30-fold soul because like we said before from the scriptures, Peter said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, the 30-fold soul is scarcely saved. Their borderline, they barely made it. They made a confession. They believed in their hearts and they're in and God accepts that. God is good with that. But he wants us to abound. He wants us to grow. He wants us to move forward. He wants us to advance. Having a baby is great, beloved. But if that baby stays a baby for the next 25 years, it's not great anymore. Ah, well. Romans fourteen seventeen to 18. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in this thing served Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Hold on. He's writing a letter to Christians, beloved. The book of Romans is addressing a letter to Christians. And saying to Christians, 
we must serve Christ in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. When we serve Christ in these things, we are acceptable to God. But I thought he already accepted me. Yes, he did because of Jesus. You're not going to establish something new. No, it's because he has accepted you and me. He wants us to bring forth the fruits from that acceptance. No, no, no. We're not working to establish a new righteousness for ourselves. No, 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 no. When you plant an apple tree, you want an apple to show up on the tree afterwards. It's called a fruit. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. Let, let me not go, go to that trail right now. Beloved, the walking with God requirement, First Thessalonians 4 and 1 that we spoke about, how we are to walk and to please God, is not a new requirement. It's not a new requirement. Genesis 5, 22 to 24. The Bible says, And Enoch walked with God. Note it right there, W-A-L-K. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. Verse 24, in case you didn't get it in verse 22, verse 24 repeats it and says, And Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. Beloved, Enoch walked with God. Enoch pleased God in his walk. And the same God that passed judgment upon man to die. The same God, because he's sovereign, exempted Enoch from that judgment because Enoch walked with God. Genesis 6 and 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Hmm. Beloved, in a generation that was full of wickedness and full of evil. Ah, in a generation, let me read Genesis 6 and 5. And God saw the wickedness of man he saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and he grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created on the face of the earth, both man and beast 
and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air and for it repented me that I have made them but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord then verse 6 now says these are the generations of Noah he was a just man and perfect in his generations and Noah walked with God beloved walking with God and pleasing God has been a requirement from the garden thank you Jesus thank you Jesus oh Lord thank you the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 3 from verse uh, let's do verse 8 Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 the Bible says and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. Even in the garden, the Lord was walking with Adam and Eve. It seemed to have been something they were doing regularly. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they went to hide themselves. God has always wanted to walk with us, to fellowship with us. As we walk with him, as we please him, we are bound. Noah abounded in his walk with God in a wicked generation. And God spared him. And he was in drought. Enoch walked with God in a wicked generation. And God took him and didn't let him die. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4 Verse 1 is telling us to walk with God so that we also are bound. Beloved, to say we can walk the way we please because we are Christians is error, beloved. It's fallacy and it's dangerous. Malachi 2 Verse 17, Malachi 2, 17, the Lord says, You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet you say, wherein have you wearied, have we wearied him? And he says, when you say, when you say, when you say everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord and he delights in, in them 
or where is the God of judgment? What is he saying? He's saying every time Bishop Wonderful and Prophetess Precise and Life Coach so-and-so and Motivational Speaker so-and-so come and tell you and me we know we are living in sin. We know we are doing evil in the sight of God. When this brother wonderful and bishop wonderful and so forth, when they say that everyone that doeth evil is good and God delights in them because God only sees Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying, we are wearing him out. Beloved, how can you wear out God? How? How can you wear out the Lord? The one that neither sleeps nor slumbers. The one that gives strength to the faint. How can you wear out the Lord? The Lord says, when you say that those that do evil are good people, mm -hmm, you're wearing him out. Beloved, that's not faithfulness. That's doctrinal poison. Yeah, let me say it again. That's doctrinal poison. If we are not walking to please God, we're not abounding from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 fold. Forget about 100 fold. If we're not walking to please God, we are the danger or we are facing the danger of retrogression. Beloved, I pray that that will not be your portion or my portion in Jesus' mighty name. Beloved, let me stop here for today. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.